Hey listeners, welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Call. We've got a value-packed episode here for you today. We have John that goes off again on social media and the negative usages of it. And Ammer gets a little bit scared of what his Sober October initiative is. We recorded this episode a few days before we started it on October 1st on the Thursday. So we get uh, some pregame jitters going on as well as talking about uh, what our habits are going to look like over the next month. So kick back, relax, and enjoy this episode of The Weekly Call. So we can turn on the stress response just by thought alone. We can think about our problems and turn on those chemicals. That means then our thoughts could make us sick. So if it's possible that our thoughts could make us sick, is it possible then our thoughts could make us well? And the answer is absolutely yes. You're listening to the Weekly Call Podcast with Austin, Ammer, and John. Welcome. It's enormously important that you do have the right friends. If they make you a better person than you otherwise would be, that's the ultimate gift. It deals for the most part with success. It deals with people who you started your life off with and what success does to them. People look at you strange saying you changed, like you worked that hard to stay the same, like you're doing all this for a reason. Remind yourself this fight that you're in this is what will make you stronger. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Call. We got Amber out here in Etobicoke, Ontario, and John out in Kelowna, British Columbia, and Austin out here in Elmer, Quebec. But in three and a half weeks, we'll all be coming live to you from North Vancouver, Jeez. British Columbia, because we just booked our one-year anniversary celebration of the weekly oh. call retreat trip Jeez. and all of us are going to be in this cute little airbnb and you know john's going to wake up at 4 30 a.m and shake us awake and we're going to go run a marathon and eat some granola and oh, all these beautiful oh yeah things. wait what time do you guys wake uh, up i have to start planning my <laughs> sleep schedule no oh yeah dude you you're like a bat you literally I need, live i need like a month to fix Amber, this. also you know that they're three hours behind as well so like when you say you normally work at wake up at 11 you would be waking up at like yeah it's gonna be really rough for Amber. damn yeah, that's not crazy gonna, we probably won't see Amber that much actually now that i think Amber, what it. time do you what time did you say you wake up again uh 11 here's the thing i find this really fascinating let's just jump right into it so Amber, how many doctors do you know that work at Starbucks? How many doctors I know work at Starbucks? Yeah. Zero. Okay. How many accountants do you know that teach? I don't know. I know where this is going. Like how many? How many? Okay. How many accountants do you know that work at the uh, marina in Toronto? Like the marina, like you know, like doing like let's say like uh, like excursions and zero, things like that. Zero. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and my point is, is that like, like for example, like I don't know that many people that run marathons that are just like straight up losers. Okay. What's the point here? Four thirty a.m., oh, 5.30 a.m. wake up time. Pretty aggressive. So, hold on. So you think just because I sleep late means that I'm a degenerate? No, I, I, not at all. But like, no, no, no. I have another. I, I have an like, addendum question. It's like it's not like not all doctors are like soup. Like you know, not all doctors are like amazing people, right? But but none of them work at Starbucks because 
it's like the success rate of being a doctor is just such that you never have like for example there's a lot of authors that i know that work at like like at coffee shops right like i know a lot of like struggling entrepreneurs that work at rona right okay what's the point you're being around the bush 11 a.m puts you into how a many, category it puts you into a category of people how many <laughs> that typically doesn't like when you when you hear of someone like waking up early in the morning and getting after it you're like oh that's pretty interesting right like yeah i, I wake how up many people at 11 a.m and i get after it you'd be an outlier amongst 11 a.m wake up waker uppers is what i'm saying like, like in the same way that like if you, if you saw a doctor working at Starbucks, you'd be like, wow, it's like super rare. Be like, wow, like I've never seen that before. Right. <laughs> okay. I have an, I have a follow up question that I think will make this point a little bit clearer. I'm going to use philosophy to defend myself. No, it, I mean, John, ahead. you could have just asked the question, how many people that are starting mil- a million dollar business wake up at 11 a.m.? That would be a good question. But boys, isn't that just redundant? If I'm crushing right. 11 hour days of being super productive, I'm most productive when the when the clock strikes like 11:30 p.m. I guess that's I guess that's a good point. Like I, I would actually like at, to open this up to like viewers. If I you work do out at wake up at 11 a.m. and you are very productive, is there a reason why you prefer that? Is it is it are you more uh, efficient that way somehow? I, I have this, like, I have a, like a separate theory here, theory here though. So I had this roommate who said he was like hyper productive, like in his evenings and he was like a night owl and whatnot. But it was one of those things where I thought, I found that it was actually more of the case that he just wasn't willing to admit how unproductive he was at night. Like he was like, cause it was like, it was what he did. And so it was more like he was defending that rather than like open to the, like, the fact that like I'm not that I'm saying that this is the case for you, Ammer, but like for my old roommate, he simply was just not actually a productive person at night. Like he just he like lived in a world where he thought that was the case, but it merely it absolutely positively was not the case. And so once he actually just addressed the fact that oh wow I'm not a night owl, then all of a sudden he was like more productive. Mm. Well, John, do you think it's a necessary condition? for somebody to be successful that they must wake up early or do you think this no is- but that was that was that's why i approached it the way that i like that i did austin was that it's not that mm-hmm. everyone who doesn't work at starbucks is successful but it's like a fair everyone indicator. who works at starbucks is not well maybe that's not even the case but but the point that i was trying to make was that like it seems to be that like the category of people that like typically I would associate with waking up at 11 a.m. is not the successful kind, right? Mm. Whereas it's not that it's not like you're not instantly successful if you wake up at 5:30 or 4:30 in the morning, right? Like that's just simply not the case. But in the same way that you're not instantly successful if you run marathons, I just don't know a lot of like like I, all the people I know that like spend the time to actually train and properly run marathons are pretty competent individuals. The people I know that like you know like that like uh like if someone hikes k2 it probably it probably reflects on the rest of their life that they're willing to like dedicate themselves to achieve that right and so someone who's built the habit of waking up at 4 30 or 5 30 in the morning every single day for years it probably shows in the rest of their life so is 11 a.m wake up time gonna show mm-hmm. in the rest of your life i don't know but I, 
Well, Amr is interesting though, because Amr, you're you're an outlier. Because like I remember you flipped it right on its head. Where like when I found out that you'd spent forty nine hours a week on your phone, I was like blown away. Mm-hmm. But then I also thought to myself, I wonder how much more successful Amr would have been if he woke up, or sorry, it, um, if he did not spend that much time on his phone. You you saw him when I did five hundred k. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about this for sure. Yeah. Well, even now, I mean, I I could only imagine how much further ahead your current business would be if you didn't spend that time on your phone rather you read you read books or you know because it's not because it's not always the case that you can just go and spend more time on your business but this is something that i've noticed lately cuz i fell into a bit of a trap lately and i and i couldn't you know, because I do meditate quite often, so I'm I feel like I have a general idea of my current mood states and my general overall overall well being um, throughout throughout a week. And over the last two weeks, I noticed that my mind wasn't as clear as I as it once was, and that I was getting slightly more irritated than I like, or very quick to ir- uh, get irritated. And I also had a bit of a lash out. At Trisha, which is extremely uncharacteristic of me, like like an emotional uh, lash out, um, and so I wow. noticed this, and I was like, "This is super interesting, right?" Because like, wow, like like I'm not acting in 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 typical fashion for for myself, and so I was like, "Okay, well, what has changed?" Because luckily, like my life is relatively routine, so I was like, "Okay," so I just briefly looked back and and sort of assessed. I had been consuming a lot of LinkedIn and also YouTube videos. And the LinkedIn, I sort of had disguised it as this thing that was, I'm networking, I'm you know being productive. It was like LinkedIn was oh, not yeah. social media. Oh, yeah. And then I looked at YouTube and it was like, well, I was, you know, doing, I was watching videos on modern history, right? <laughs> or current events, right? And so I sort of had these, these two things that in, in, they just did not contribute at all to my to my mental well-being or my overall well-being. And so after assessing, it's like, yep, instant chop that off, right? No more LinkedIn. That's, oh, that's on the ban list. Can't access it anymore. YouTube, that's got to be on the ban list, right? YouTube was already on the short list of things that, that needed to be cut out, but we'll see. But those definitely seem to be the increase, um, the two things that, that stuck out to me. And so... Hey, you know what, man? I'm willing to uh, to guinea pig myself and and flip my entire sleep schedule for what do you think is a fair amount of time for me to wow. see if I am okay. if I am a night I like person? This. I appreciate your willingness, Amber. Oh, totally. Well, do you think a week is solid? If I woke woke up and took a picture of waking up at, we'll call it four forty five every morning. No, that's a bit extreme. I no, would say Amber, like I don't even I, think that's necessary. I would say six. I would say six is is six thirty is fine. Yeah. Amber, here's what I here's what I'd propose to you. I'm you try. I'm listening. So, you try it for thirty days, and you 30 try and get days. Hold on, Amber. You try it for thirty <laughs> days, but you try and get a compliance rate of eighty percent. What does that mean? Well, the idea that you would 
try something oh, for 30 compliance days. rate like like six, like actually follow it for 80 percent of the time well yeah i mean ideally you would you would get 100 percent, but yes yes you're a human so most likely that's not going to be the case so 80 percent compliance rate do that for for the 30 days try it out for a month and see if you notice any difference in your life now don't try and look for positive things just just assess it for what it is. Just see if you notice any notice, noticeable changes in your life. I mean, obviously, if you notice something, it's noticeable, but... Mm. Okay, Should for this experiment to go properly, shouldn't I audit my current sleep schedule for a month first, but actually start taking notes, and then go and fix my sleep schedule for a month, and then revisit after two months once I have both data sets? Because I've never actually like gone through and was like, okay, I woke up at this time. Here's how I was feeling. Here's how productive I was. Well, I don't know if that would be necessary. I think that you you have a general idea of how you feel now. No, but this could be life-changing, right? I think so, but I don't know if it's necessary to... I think uh, that I think... by adding in the, the extra step of, of assessing what you're currently at, I think we'll, you'll you won't follow through with it and not because you're not someone who doesn't follow through, but because that's now we're talking about a two month project versus a 30 day project. We're talking about gathering two data sets rather than one. Yeah. Yeah. I see your point because now it's more complicated. It's less likely to be followed through. But what if I just gave you my word that it's going to get followed through with? Yeah. Well, but that would be like a fallacy because everyone would, would (laughs) no one, no one would ever say, they wouldn't give their word. <laughs> no, but like, uh, I, I, it's very. <laughs> yes, it's, I agree. I'm not. I'm not as easy to give my word to anything. That's why when you were asking me, did you book your flights? I had to right. figure out all this yeah, stuff because I, I, can I can't give you my word unless I make sure everything is is well prepared. And so if I took time, I, I think I think this is a very important thing because who knows? I might be under the same illusion as that roommate. Maybe I feel like I'm being productive because everybody's asleep. Well, so one, I think that, but I think that everyone feels like they're productive. Yeah, but I want to get to the bottom of it. Um, yeah, like that was, I think you're right, John. That was, that's the part of human nature I so find so fascinating is that I have never had a conversation with a painter. Like, doesn't matter how fast or how slow they are. Every single one of them feels like they're working their hardest. Every single one of them feels like they're, they couldn't get any faster. Hmm. it's a very rare individual that properly assesses their own situation. I mean, it's, it's, I I don't know about you guys. I I, very rarely do I ever find anyone that does it consistently. Cause I mean, sure. You'll have someone that will maybe objectively, you know, give a, a fair take on their, on their own circumstances, but to do it consistently Okay, so you see this? This is like a planner that I I stopped using as extensively, but it has like, starts from 6 a.m., ends at 9 p.m. Yeah. And so I can use this to track my productivity rate. Well, here's another example. It's good. I might do that. If if humans were actually as accountable and as consistent as everyone thought they were, the daily planner business would go bankrupt. 
<laughs> but isn't daily planning just about focus, yeah. not really accountability? <laughs> I'm convinced at this point that people probably buy two to three daily planners a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what feels really good? Is printing off a, a, a to-do list that you've made and, and then just having it sit there and then like looking at it and like having the wherewithal initially to just do it. Uh, I've done that so many times, so many times. Like just you feel a bit scrambled, you sit down, you make an action item list or a to-do list or a calendar or a schedule and then you have it and then it's just there and it's calculatable, it's achievable. And then complacency kicks in, right? Like, hey, I have that to do, it's there, I'm gonna do it. Uh, or, or it's there and I can see it. Now I'm not as frantic about all these things going on. I don't know, like, is that kind of what you're playing to, John? Because I've definitely felt that way and done that a lot in the past. Well, that's actually one of my big fears with this podcast is that we become just men of words rather than men of action because yeah yeah no but remember what i said last episode i think like do you remember what i said i said this podcast is the best thing that can ever happen to us because over time we'll be exposed to if that's the truth if we're men of our word because if john next year you know you did like 500k like pretty much everything you've ever said has been nulled all these books that you talk about useless well this is but but this is the interesting thing is that so especially in the last two months mm-hmm. i've had i've always read history i actually i think i mentioned this on the podcast at one point i actually wanted to be a history teacher for for most of my high school career that was what i was actually aiming towards funny enough i got declined to art school so that's why i went into business school oh, oh god <laughs> we so, know what happened to the last guy that got declined yeah, to art school so. I, yeah well i know it's a small group of people that don't get into art school somehow i don't know <laughs> there's someone out there who got that joke so either way it was for you either way um in the last over the last two two months i've i've been reading a lot of biographies actually um, and or even just general history, either on on famous families, on on you know historical notable historical people like Erwin Rommel, Napoleon, uh, you know Robert Caro, who is one of the gentlemen that uh, you know basically was like one of the original kind of like uh, developers of New York. Uh, you know, reading lots of Robert Greene, uh, who writes you know a lot of his his books are actually just laced with stories from history, and it seems like one of the because Trisha had asked me, she said you've been reading so much history. Like, you know, what's, what's your big takeaways? Like, you know, and I was like, it seems like the enemy of success is fame. No, it seems like the, it seems Hmm. like the, the families and the people that achieved the most were the most discreet. And all of the famous people, all of the notable historical people I read about their demise was from their egos and from fame. A good example of this is Napoleon. I mean, it, it was really fascinating to read about how he, he had such a fast upstart. I mean, he, he went from being just a random sort of, you know, he wasn't even technically French. I mean, there, there was like a whole sort of side story of how he actually like manipulated <laughs> some documents to even, so he could even be viewed as a French citizen. And, just starts off as you know just a he nothing. was from kenya <laughs> well he was from uh a small no, no. island actually corcusson 
It's like what happened with um, with Obama, yeah. Oh, yeah. But either way, um, but ends up just like amassing this, you know, all this notoriety and and ends up being like a, you know, a famous general for for the uh, revolutionary France. And it it was to the point where, you know, when he went to parties, he wouldn't eat anything because he he knew that some of the food was poisoned, Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, always had to have bodyguards with him because, you know, there was assassination attempts and things like that. Um, But I'm sure that there was lots of other generals of the same time that were also doing amazing things for their country and for their people that didn't have that same target on their back, right? You think of all of the unknown billionaires, unknown millionaires in the world that just live their lives out of the spotlight. It seems like that's the way to do it. I'm just... um... I totally agree, and I'm just looking up here quickly. Uh, I, I do remember a lot of celebrities explaining how it's uh, they wish they weren't famous. They wish they kept all the success, but without the fame. And I'm trying to find this quote from, I think it was... Um, I don't know if, yeah, like Justin Bieber talked about this. Kanye West talked about this. Well, it's Um, interesting when you look at it from a, you you look at it from, um, you know, it's really easy to look at it from a a military standpoint. Like a general, their job is, of course, on the battlefield. And so any time that they're spending off the battlefield, mm -hmm. you know, in political games, in, in, uh, uh, oh, I see your point now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like they're not actually spending time on the thing that is bringing success into their life, right? It's called shiny object syndrome. It's like the th- once you become successful, you start wow. spending your time and attention that. on things that didn't make you successful. So one big example is... Um, I know the story of somebody who became very successful, very rich, and then he bought mm-hmm. like a, a Lamborghini. And then what people don't think about when you buy a Lamborghini is the stress that comes with owning a Lamborghini, that it might get scratched, you can't drive it to the grocery store, um, all the all the looks that you get, um, the maintenance, where are you going to park it, did you get it clean, did you drive it out this weekend, what's going to happen to it in the winter, and so... He spent so much mental energy thinking about this car and then, okay, well, to get the most value out of it, I have to use it. So now he was spending, taking more time off driving this thing. And it just became this, this black hole because it was just this shiny object that he was just way too focused on. And then guess what? His business started tanking. And it was not until he sold the Lamborghini that he kind of got back uh, on, on his feet. And it was just so funny. It's like shiny, shiny object syndrome. I find it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, because that's kind of what I like about this specific podcast structure. It's called the weekly call. It's because it's just, you know, there's you know, three buddies checking in on each other once a week. But I mean, I think this is this podcast would fail. It's like, you know, let's let's jump to if we have uh, a quarter million people tuning in every week. And then now the three of us are thinking about what we're going to talk about on the episode. Because, by the way, if yeah. you're listening to this and you didn't yeah. know, Austin, John, and I don't rehearse this. We we seldom have any notes on what we're going to talk about. 
and you just kind of click record and whatever happens yeah. happens and i guess that's what you know makes makes this as enjoyable as it is but if we hit like you know quarter million listeners and now i'm, I'm planning what to talk about and now john's like really thinking about a story or better and, and yet he, we have people telling us what we need to talk about that's, yeah, that's yeah, and then we have sponsors that we have to manage, and then all of a sudden, we're not spending ninety five percent of our time in our business. We're spending eighty percent of our time in our business, which means well, there's it, less. It sort of happened already to some degree, though. Like, oh, it did, like, it did, it did, but not, not to the level that you're talking about. Like, what you're talking about is like bodyguards, well, like constant paparazzi. Sure, but I think it's, but it's, <laughs> but in the same way that, that. I have a friend who is writing a book currently and the, to write a book, you need paper or a laptop and you need to type or you need to write, okay? What you don't need is to tell your friends about it necessarily. A social media post every day. You don't day, need to have a social a media post of the new journal you bought. Um, mm-hmm. you, you actually don't need to... go to a a coffee shop and have brand new AirPods and have a fancy leather pouch that you carry your your precious, you know, writing materials in. You don't actually need to have a pour over coffee at a, you know, like, so like all of those things are things outside of what it actually means to be an author that people have just attached to being an author in the same way that a great one is actually entrepreneurship. you don't we run painting businesses you don't need to have you know the 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 high-rise pant that's sort of skin tight with the loafers and like a nice like crisp white dress shirt and like a nice blazer and post it on linkedin it actually is detracting not only your mental space but also your your uh, your financial resources away from what you're trying to do, which is be successful in whatever business you're running. Mm-hmm. This so, was this was actually a pretty important part of when we were building our course that Patrick and I had a debate over was whether or not we should include um, to our students how to build a website and how to optimize it for Google ads. And the reason being is it's just not that essential to run a like you don't need a website and Google ads to run a half a million dollar business and make over $200,000. And so what Patrick and I were scared of was this shiny object syndrome around websites that if we now show people how to build a website, they're going to start start spending two, three hours a day tweaking their website, fixing that photo, making sure the page looks perfect and, and perfecting their wording on their advertisements instead of going out there, making phone calls, knocking on doors, um, calling up commercial clients, like the things that actually matter to your business. And so that was one thing that we were pretty, uh, pretty afraid of. And the way we laid it out was we, we warned about the shiny object syndrome four different times before we even got to the training on how to build a website. Because I agree, it's a, it's a trap that a lot of people fall into. And that's actually one of the reasons I didn't want to get like a too nice of a of an apartment, like you can see my bed in the background, right? It's because I feel like if I had a nice apartment, well, guess what? My friends are going to start coming over because I have a living room and a TV. And then 
you know, a UFC fight comes along, it's going to be my house because I'm the only one from my friends who has a place. It's an interesting and then, point. And then, and then now my brothers want to chill. And then my cousins, when they're in, in town, it's like, oh, let's just go to Amir's. And then all of a sudden, there's all this time that gets sucked out from having a nice apartment because it's kind of constantly being under in, invasion. And even if I said no to those things, I would feel like I'm not getting the most value out of my apartment because people aren't using my amenities. And so it's like this this loop that I wanted to evolve out of where I really want to get a, a nice apartment when I have more free time or my time isn't as... But it's one of those things where, you know, when will you need, like, when when will the point come that you actually need a nice apartment? Like, I've been thinking and about I, this never. more and more, you know? I don't think I ever need it. This is so nice. I got, like, carpet. I love carpet, man. This whole thing has carpets and I can see the front door. And I, I can see the other side. I can see both corners. I don't know. It's kind of cozy. But I never really... Need, yeah, that's a great question. When do you need a house? I don't know if you guys know this. I, I used to live in a mansion in Jordan when I was younger. And I would sometimes go like a couple of days without even seeing my brothers. Because like one of us would be in the basement. One would be in his own room. And I always remember when that's it's insane. time to... When it's time to eat breakfast, like my mom would call the phone, like in the basement, like on the other side of the house. And she's like, food's ready. And it would take like a minute to walk to the kitchen. And yeah, 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 yeah. And I didn't like it at all. The house was too big. Dude, that's insane. We uh, on, on the next podcast trip, we have to go to Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything there. I'm just going to get a lot of sand in your eye. That's pretty much it. But no, no, Jordan's a beautiful place. We can go to Petra or Dead Sea. But I kind of agree with John where, you know, most people are like, oh, Amber, what, why did you just sell your car? Like, why? You know, it sounds so, you know, if, if this version of myself existed with the other version of myself that wanted to buy a nice car, it would just be, it's the total No, but opposite. it really makes you think, though, why it is that, you know, people spend any time, you know, watching TV or why anyone spends any time on social media. Oh, that's a good one. Why do I spend time on social media? Um, no, but I, I, I was really thinking about this. Because it's not to miss there's out. This, Fear of missing out, that's why. There, there's this quote. I, th- Ooh, I, I don't know if it was Epictetus or Seneca, but either way, irrelevant. And I've mentioned this a few times in the podcast about the sheep who talks about the grass it's going to eat, whereas... The Stoics talk about how what you want to be is the sheep who bears wool. Like, because the farmer mm. shears the wool off and, of course, makes, you know, shirts or sweaters out of it, right? But the farmer doesn't actually care about the grass you're going to eat. It only cares, of course, about the grass that has been eaten that is then That's allowed so you funny. to bear wool. And it seems like lately I've been talking a lot about grass and I haven't been necessarily producing a lot of wool yeah hmm. wow it's good insight i i can that's so yeah. funny but it, but it's, like it's, a... it's fascinating about how like but like there's these massive congregations of sheep that all get together and they say look at all the grass that we're gonna eat and they're like yeah you're gonna eat that grass and he's like yeah you're gonna eat the grass and they all have these massive grass talking parties and they all <laughs> formulate these ideas about the grass they're gonna eat 
and they talk mm. about which grass is greener. Well, I don't know. Like I'm going to travel a little bit farther because the grass looks greener over there mm. or I don't Dude, know about this but grass. Have you been and, to Hill 7? I heard the grass. Yeah. And they amazing. all talk about how, and you know, maybe they start eating a little bit of grass here, but they're like, you know what? Like I'm going to go over there. And, and it's just like these massive like cults surrounding this grass. Uh-huh. I but can't it seems eat grass like the sheep those that sheep. are the most productive are the ones that just yeah, that's a pick big some one, grass yeah. and they just start eating it. And they're not mm. concerned about anything else, but they're just eating the grass because the sheep's goal is to just eat the grass and then the wool happens, right? They're not even concerned about the wool. They don't say, I'm going to have the biggest wool or I'm going to have, you know, the, the shiniest wool. They just eat the grass and then the wool comes, Right. And it seems like there's so much, no, but it seems like there's so much focus on which grass you're going to eat, how fast you're going to eat it and how much wool you're going to have and how shiny it is. It's like, dude, just eat your fucking grass. Yeah. Yeah. You hear that? You vegans just eat your grass. All right. We get and matter of fact, some people <laughs> even talk about how much wool they have and they don't even have wool. They're like, oh yeah. I don't know. I have wool. It's, I don't have it on me. I got a bag on. So, so <laughs> I, just on that on that point, John, I was recently funny, um, interviewing somebody as a, as an operator who was interested in, in joining the program, and the we got to a point where uh, I was asking the person how serious they were about the opportunity because the interview they were doing with me is like the pre-interview, and then if I if I approve them, then they go to the final interview. And I was trying to get a gauge as to how serious they were about the opportunity and kind of in that question was another question nestled in there, kind of just getting at the point of what would be holding you back from doing it this next year, right? And the person was kind of just describing a situation that wasn't ideal with regards to how much time they would have to focus on their business that they would be starting. Despite their complete overall top-down understanding of all the benefits there are for them to get and they understand the importance of all those benefits for them to get they were just concerned about you know it wouldn't be super ideal next year because you know i'm gonna have to work more on school or i'm gonna have to work and it's just like you know there's maybe two or three things that was gonna kind of be like a little bit of a barrier or a hurdle and what i realized is that they were trying to just make the grass or they were trying to or like you were saying sorry to contextualize what you were saying they were trying to make sure the wool was going to be like really voluptuous and shiny and beautiful they just should have eaten the grass like just start right like they were going to push it off for another year because it wasn't going to be super ideal next year it would probably be better circumstances the year after sure yeah and so it was just like very clear to me that i was like you know between you and me uh People who don't, people who say that in interviews never get hired, not because we don't offer them, because they never come back. And like, I'm not saying that you're a liar. I'm just saying, let's look at the statistics. People that think there's a better situation coming down the line in terms of how the parameters of their life will align themselves in the next 18 months as opposed to in the next six months. They rarely take action on that because they're not sitting there for 18 months kind of checking those boxes like, oh, yeah, that did get better. Oh, yeah, that did get easier. Oh, yeah, I did get rid of that thing. And that is now out of my life. Like, no, there's going to be something that might not make it super ideal. And I I think retroactively, we can all name things that happened in the first year of running our business that we would have just like 
never wanted to happen or something. Yeah, my girl, like, I, I broke up with my yeah. my girlfriend. I broke up in my yeah. preseason. Yeah, obviously not an ideal. You Wait, know, you and yeah. Trisha? No. Oh. What do you mean? I'm dating Trisha now. No, no, in my first year. Oh, your first year. Oh, yeah, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Trisha and I are still dating. Uh, no, in my first year, um, <laughs> in my preseason. Uh, but like, you, I hadn't but like I hadn't really been studying stoicism at that time either at all. I don't think at no. all. And yeah. uh, so I was very ill-equipped. No, but that. remember, guys, in yeah. March when I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna really Perfect go in on my business." Perfect example is that, Amber. Yes, you're totally yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna start my business yeah. until after exams. I wish we could go and back COVID and play hit. that audio of you like slapping the table, like, "Ah, oh, like, uh, damn it, they're right." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Yo, because I think it was at one point what what made you kind of lose your mind and slap the table was that when I said, "Amber, would you?" ever let me do that oh yeah yeah yeah. like yeah. if i'm I sitting here going dude i'm gonna start my business i'm gonna start my business but i'm not gonna start till april i'm just so gonna hold chill on. out and you were like <laughs> you put your mic over here and you're like oh <laughs> <laughs> like, so here fun. here's another thing i, I want to talk about so there's certain things that people do and so there, there'll be someone who's taking action in a certain way that's not favorable for them okay so like smoking might be an example okay of something that someone could be you know doing that's not clearly good for them okay what i find fascinating is that there's certain things like smoking which everyone unanimously knows it's not good for you there's not really much of an argument okay and if you ask someone why they're smoking their response will never be like, oh, it's because of addiction or it's because of this, right? Like, it's always like, oh, it's because I'm stressed or whatever, right? Like, Yeah, exactly. And, but but there's also some things that are unfavorable to people. And it's like, they may, I don't know if there's necessarily that they're not, they don't know that it's bad for them, but they certainly are defending it, right? Like the 11 a.m. Oh my a. God, you're totally right. Like the 11 a.m. thing kind of sort of falls into that category for me, Ammer. But like, it was like my friend who was staying up really late. It's one of those things where I was like, no, like this is seriously harming you. Like it definitely, you know, like definitely not helping you. But he had all of these sort of reasons as to why he was doing that, right? Yeah, yeah. That's why I considered like, okay, you know what? I'll put, I'll put this aside. Like let me actually try this out. So so here's the interesting thing. So if you ask someone about someone like what they're, you know, why they're doing something, right? Be like, hey, like seems like you're doing this and it seems like it's really not helping your life, right? You would expect them to either one, have a bunch of legitimate reasons and then you would then be like oh interesting okay i went into this conversation thinking that there was no reason to do that but i stand corrected you're right i never thought of it that way that's one potential outcome right another potential outcome is they say wow i had i was sort of just unconsciously doing that behavior but now that you've pointed it out to me thank god because now i can stop doing it right Social media. Mm-hmm. Ammer, what's up, brother? Yeah, well, you want to no, hear the me, reasons? No, no, because I'm really fascinated, though. Like, Ammer, does social media for you fall into the camp of like, wow, I can't believe I was doing that. I need to stop doing that tomorrow. Or do you actually have like, hey, John, like, here's the actual argument as to why I spend no, you the, know, 16 the, hours a week on Facebook? Like, because I'm totally open to being wrong, but I just... Yeah. So yeah. social media to me is is a known indulgence. So I, if if I lived in a perfect world, I wouldn't use it, but I want to use it. 
I don't know how to explain it. I don't know if that makes sense. Say that again. It's like, it's an addiction. That's what it is. It's like you want to stop, but you can't. Or you don't want to. Yeah, I don't, you know, if it's up to me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stop social media. I wouldn't do the Sober October Challenge. Are you crazy? Why, why, would, I, why would I do that? Like, I'm, I'm having fun. You know, it's working out. I'm connecting with people I care about. It's a great pastime. You know what I'm going to do? You, I actually want to add on here because I really haven't, I feel like I haven't been super authentic with this because we always use Ammer as the social media scapegoat. <laughs> uh, I'm happy. I, I too use truth. social media a lot. No, but I'm fascinated by it. Like, I'm serious. Because mm-hmm. so what I want to do I've is had nothing add on, but bad experiences. I, I, I hate it. it. I hate like I love it, but I hate how much I use it. So See, I don't. I want to kind of tack this on. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I feel no, like I I'm get using that, it like the fact like, that like enough. Like anything more? Okay, but like I feel but like Amber. This is nice this balance. is where I, this is where like I challenge <laughs> Amber. This is where I challenge you. This is where okay. I challenge you to really detach here and well, really attempt to pull back. Hold on, let me finish this point, Austin. That's okay. right, at Challenge Ammer, because I'm. this is why I asked it in a very specific way. I'm curious, Ammer, if you're the smoker who just is in denial and has reasons as to why they're smoking, like the stress, the blah, 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 yeah, blah, yeah, yeah, when yeah. all of us unanimously know, okay, that's not good. Yeah, yeah. Or are there legitimate reasons? There are no legitimate reasons, and I'm not in denial. I know it's bad but I still want to do it. It's kind of like a smoker. Saying, Why do you think oh, it's yeah. bad? Like, what is it? Like, what is it about social media? Like when you say social media is bad, like what, what, what's bad about it? it? It just clouds my mind a bit. A bit? Yeah. Just like, you know, it makes things a little foggy throughout the day. What do you mean yeah. throughout the day? Like it's harder to get present. If that makes sense. From when you use social media. Yeah. I think that's why I'm super productive at night. Cause Less people use social media. So in a sense, your entire life has been built around the fact that you're most productive at night, but only because you're so unproductive during the day because that's when most people are on social media. So you're merely productive at night. I'm using your words. You're merely productive at night only because you're not actually able to be unproductive, which is what you are during the day. Yeah, I actually don't like doing work during the day. Because because there's the the present distraction of social media. Actually, this is an interesting. I I wonder. I have this thing. I don't like the sun. Like whenever the sun is up and I'm doing work, I just feel uncomfortable. And it it might be this. It might be something else. But I, I just feel like this um, constant anxiety during the day. Like if I'm doing work during the day, I don't know. It doesn't feel good. What's the anxiety feel like? It, it feels like I have a job, which I, I, I don't like having a job. I feel like if I'm doing work during the day, then it's like I have a nine to five job because everybody's working during the day. So now I'm, wow. I'm, being, I'm being a sheep. It, it's very weird. I've, I've really tried over the past three years actually trying to deduce this. And it's one of the reasons I didn't like running a painting company. And it's why I'm always, I love when it rains. I love when it's cloudy. So I don't know. Do I you think there's, because mm-hmm. I think there's something to that, right? I talked about this with also with Trisha about how painting is 
I find actually really fascinating because it's it's such an like there's no glamour, there's no glory no, in painting. No, no. no. You're but the there most is money. unsung hero ever. But there is money. And there is a lot of success in painting. There's a lot of the things that you would want out of anything, which is there's it, there's it's easy to it's easy to play but hard to master. And it seems like one of the most common reasons as to why people choose to get out of painting or why they choose to not get into painting is merely, in my opinion, for the ego reasons, as it's it's not this glorious thing where they're the world conqueror. Mm. Now, I don't want to mix it up. That's not why I stopped painting. I'm not talking about you. Mm, mm. I'm just talking about in general. Mm. Weren't you, I remember we had a conversation once where you were kind of debating whether or not you should keep running a painting business. How did you solve that dilemma? Do you remember that conversation? Yeah, I do. I'm just thinking. Mm-hmm. Because that was a good one. Leaving painting, I think ultimately would, wouldn't bring me closer to my long-term goals. Mm -hmm. Leaving painting and going into another industry would certainly bring me closer to having more public recognition. Like when we go to a, well, think about this. When we go to a house party, okay, Trish and I, or something like that, we go to a gathering, okay? Mm, understood. Yeah. 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 I'm not the what exciting you, guy. So, John, what do you do? Isn't that, isn't that what they ask you at the party? Well, hey, John, what do you I'm do a painter, for painter, right? Oh, you're a painter. Yeah. But, 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 it's, it, but I find it really... But, but see, yeah. the thing is, is that if you ask someone what they do... Most, I think that most job titles, like it's interesting, one of the features of working at a bank is that you get to say that you work at a bank. Mm, you get a sick title. John, do you yeah, actually like tell you're, people you're a painter? Yeah, I do. But there's, but there's, there's, but there's also strategic wow. reasons for that. There's, there's many strategic reasons as to why I think that you should tell people you're a painter. But this is the fascinating thing, though, is that when I was unsuccessful, okay, when I was really struggling with my business, do you know what I was? was a business owner. Oh, I remember you telling us this, where you bring out the business card and you'd give it to everybody and like, oh, I'm a business owner, I'm a business owner. Yeah, but... Yeah. Um, You're kidding. Like, it's interesting though, because like a bank teller, okay, used to be a bank teller. Like if you talk to anyone over the age of like 40, they refer to them as bank tellers. Whereas it's interesting, if you talk to anyone under, under the age of 25, they're customer service representatives. Yeah. Uh, Maybe okay. it's a more politically correct term. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they're... But I would imagine that at least part of it was to just soothe the ego. Oh, dude, 100%. Yeah. Do you think so? Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. When people ask me, what do you do? I usually tend, depending on the person, I tend, I fall into the trap of saying, oh, you know, I'm trying to build this consulting business but then no, I but Amber but like, even you're but uh, not, not uh, I don't always mean to call you out Amber but like but even you're totally, but no man. but no but but even I find it fascinating because like even you 
I mean, I don't want to say victim because I don't know if this is like a, like I'm open to, but it definitely seems like back to my similar point about reading about history. It seems like most people's demise is that, that, that focus of even just some of their attention on, yeah. on the shiny stuff, on the shiny. Yeah. On, on appearing to be something. I read this quote the other day that was, I'll say this quote. Actually, I'll say that I'll, I'll call Amber out first. But Amber, even on your Instagram, I'm pretty sure it says like consultant, investor, business owner, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but it's I, but but I find that interesting that like even that's there. Like, but if you go to anyone's Instagram, it's like they'll like it's it's you can just go see what they what they identify with. Like they identify with these things, right? Like like there's yeah. like the females, for example, who like want people to know that they're like the females shout out the females. there's the females out there that want people to know like that they're a traveler so they'll like they'll have like flags of all the countries they've been to and like they'll have like like they'll have like the the like the trendy like they'll have like the abbreviations for each airport for a guy who doesn't have instagram you know a lot about instagram my friend the abbreviations for each airport <laughs> No, he's not kidding. That's I don't know funny. if he knows this. I know, I know, no, I know. It's just no, the accuracy. The well, these are just my observations from my time with Instagram many years ago. And I'm just, I was reflecting on this because I, I did a lot of uh. thinking about, but this is one of the, the great things about just like thinking is that you can sort of, you know, hopefully try and make these things. But there was this quote that I read the other day and it was like, rather than seeking to impress, seek to be impressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Saying, and I don't mean to call you out, but don't you think there's a certain aspect of saying you're an investor? That's like seeking to impress. Whereas even just the time that you spent thinking about identifying as an investor is just simply time that you've not spent actually being an investor. Like the time oh, that you dude, spent. Dude, you're totally, look, the whole world of social media, it, you have to play that game. Like I didn't just change my bio one morning. To just be like, oh, I gotta like. No, but no, was no. there a certain aspect s- of like, because like women find it was it more a very attractive, strategic like investor move. and business owner, like get like women be like, wow, right? Yes, uh, yes, hundred percent, man. Like, hmm. I I know what I'm playing into, and but you're playing way, that game at a high level. Well, it's the social media game, right? Well, you must and, be good at it because if you're, I would imagine that Amher's probably really good at social media because if you spend thirty nine hours a week at social media, like. I am so jealous of Ammer because I wish that I was as dedicated as Ammer is towards social media as books. Like I wish books were as addictive and as well designed mm. to hold my attention. Mm. Books are just so fucking boring half the time. Like they are, yeah. actually being an avid reader is like, it's like pulling teeth at times. I mean, I love reading, but sometimes you're like, wow, like I really got to get through this, right? Mm. Well, I'll tell you this, the way I come combat this and, and you see this, I, I make uh, posts about my business every now and then, and I've now rebooted it depending on what our marketing campaign is for, for the business. And that used to give me major anxiety to make, to make a Facebook post or a LinkedIn post because that post is now up for judgment. And I would feel like, oh, the amount of likes. But why even that. bring that sort of? I why don't even bring, bring it. that it just scenario exists. into your life? No. What do you mean? Like, why even? Like, because I need to promote the business. It's for business. I have to make the posts to find clients. The posts promote my business. Oh, I. Oh, my bad. I. I thought you meant. Sorry. When you said, I thought you had meant like previously for for student works. 
No, 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 no. Like, here's one for you. I post, like, once a year, like, a photo or something. Like, like here's one for you. you. Yeah, what's up? Posting on LinkedIn, like, because, like, I had, I had been using LinkedIn. Did you see my post? No, I didn't. I, yeah. I, I spent... I spent quite a bit of time on LinkedIn over the last two weeks. And one of the, one of the most common things I saw, which I thought was so fascinating. And this is when I was like, what am I doing? Because, you know, I could be spending my time either reading like a blog by like Ryan holiday, or I could like be like, just like quickly browsing through like any of the, like, you know, hundreds of books that I have, but rather I'm reading about someone saying, I'm proud to announce Mm -hmm. that I've accepted the position at (laughs) such and such firm. And it's such and such glamorous <laughs> title. And I just want to thank all the people that have supported me along the way. Uh, dude. And then they have like some like photo of them wearing like some like expensive outfit posing in like some sort of like, hey, look at me. Like I'm about to go like do something super important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. so funny. Man. And I think to myself, Jesus. dude, I'm in the wrong club right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have too many doctors I, who work at Facebook, but I do know one guy who's wasting his time right now, and it's me. Yeah. Like I, I've the, made like, a couple I'm of the, those posts. Like it's one of those things where it's like, um, it's like a poker saying. It's like if you don't know who the sucker at the table is, it's probably you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no. I felt like a I've sucker. Made, I've made a couple of these posts, and I was fully aware of these results. Right, so it. I, it Sometimes you just got to play the game, man. Sometimes you just got to play the game. Specifically for uh, when you're trying to market the business. The articles that I'm now writing, you should check out my posts, by the way, if you're listening to this, go to LinkedIn slash Amr.AbuChakra. But the posts are, they aim to educate and they aim to position myself as an expert in the industry. Sure. So that's what they do, right? And I remember when I, I, there's two deals that I closed where the customer mentioned how they went to my LinkedIn and uh, liked what they saw. And so I was, in their eyes, established as an expert. So when I came and asked them for their credit card number, they gave it to me. Mm. Right? That's actually more, yeah, I guess it serves a different purpose there. Yes, yes, yes. So um, that's another thing, actually, why I like to use social media is because I like to read successful ads. Like whenever I get an ad that's targeted to me on Facebook or LinkedIn, I like I look for the copyright. Like how's it structured? What's the opening sentence? What's the photo? Because guess what? In a month and a half, I'm going to be turning on our Facebook advertising. So I have to know, like I need to be in the bucket to know how the people in the bucket think. Right? Like you can't just like, you know, I don't explain it. But here's the thing though. Yeah. Larson just commented while we're talking that he loves going on Facebook just to see. Here's the thing. If you had asked me, well, actually Trisha did. Okay. She asked me like many times, but specifically four days ago, John, why are you watching so many YouTube videos? And I was like, oh, like I'm watching about like the political stuff in the States right now. Right? Like I want to, I want to stay oh, current, no. right? Like Ooh. I want to, I want to, and I told, I gave her all these like great explanations, or at least I thought they were great explanations, like in all these different reasons as to why, you know, I was watching them, you know, I was doing them because I wanted to stay current. I wanted to, I was, I was explaining how I would have been reading a lot about history and this is just simply history in the making. 
And I was also talking about, <laughs> I was also talking about how I'd been reading a lot about human nature and I find it really fascinating to like study, like in the same way that you would like watch a bunch of like, like, you know, and that there, is, there probably was some truth to some of this. Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay. But I certainly overdid it. And Trisha called me out. She's like, look at like, this is not contributing to your overall well-being. Like, clearly you need to just stop doing this, right? I'm like, no, 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 no that's fine. How many hours a week do you spend on YouTube? I don't know. Two hours a day? Let's see. I can, I can check. I, I, yeah, I want to know. This was, this was mainly over the last two weeks, by the way. Like, previous to this, I had a 30-minute timer on, on YouTube, so I couldn't actually watch any more than 30 minutes. Understood, understood. But I sort of hacked that system, which is why... Which is why I decided, okay, I have to just simply stop doing it completely. But it's so fascinating how, you know, you you can't like, it's like, it's a complete fallacy to think that you're going to be this human that's strong enough to like resist the urges of like all the indulgences. It's like, like, it's like, it's like the guy who like, uh, this is a cynic quote. Yeah. Um, the man who walks around denouncing others for all the same things mm-hmm. that he would be just as prone to committing is a walking billboard of the uselessness of his study. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's like, uh-huh. that's what, yes, you should not eat sugar dips his hand in a bag of chips. No, but, to, but yeah. even to say like, oh, like others are <laughs> so no weak sugar because chips, they can't, idiot. they can't resist social media. It's like, no, hold on. It's like, you should just put in place systems that, how do I check this? Oh, screen time. Yeah. John has more than ten hours. I'm gonna. Oh, he does. How I'm do I? Leave, I'm gonna leave I, the podcast. I do John this? has more than ten hours. <laughs> Everything I will have known is a lie. If John has more than ten hours on his phone. No, but 100%. how do I? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Do you have an iPhone, John? Okay, so. Yeah, but how do I go check for the week? Like I can see the daily averages, but I can't see the week. Uh. You have to go to see all activity, John. Okay, and then so you go total, to week, and then you toggle to week. So my total time on YouTube last week was four and a half hours. Absolutely ridiculous. That's nothing. What? <laughs> That's insane. For the week, that's almost a, that's almost a full book that I spent. Like like so when I say like oh I I want to stay current, it's like really you, like a whole book. So fifty two books is is like the cost you're willing to pay to stay current. Like no, it's like a complete joke. Mm, I see what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Austin and John are just checking their, their screen time now. Okay, so screen time stats for Austin. Let's look at CL activity week. How do you change the week? I figured out how to do that. Already. You have to swipe backwards. Oh, you just swipe. Oh, smart. What are we looking well, at? So I'm at... Um, I'm 32? at about... Uh, 28 mm. and I have uh, I have screen time screen limits set for an hour a day of social media so it's eight hours a week and LinkedIn falls under that category whereas Facebook does not because I, I deal a lot of 
I don't really go on Facebook that much other than for business, just because I have my, like, a, a the main way that I market and mm. uh, Here, But here's the other fascinating thing, too. So like, I took that off, like, the social like media category. It seems like every single person has, like, an exception. Like, I know, I know, I know. Well, yeah, so, John, yeah. I mean, like, I have, uh, I mean, I'm not really, I mean, it, it, it sounds like it 100%. I just don't go on Facebook unless I get a message from a client. So I don't have that much time on Facebook. Like it's just because it's not underneath this yeah, no, social media tab. But it is an exception because there's probably like. But John, the whole point of these exceptions is because social media actually does a good job of solving some problems that exist in our life. See, That's I still why have like exist. three hours and fifty minutes a day that I'm on my phone, which is insane because the other hour and whatever or two and a half hours. No, two hour, the other two hours and 50 minutes a day, I'm on productivity or my phone or texting or emailing. It's crazy. Yeah, it's interesting how, how many things in our life is that the bottleneck, like the, like the filter that we have to go through, okay, is our phone. Like you want to get a hold of someone, it's like you instantly go to your phone, right? If you like, there's just, there's so many, like, like the, like the, the the actual device of a phone is like the master key. Like it's just, it's what everyone uses to get, get whatever they want. You want a piece of information, Google it, right? You, you want to get a hold of someone, you call, you text, email, whatever, all through the phone, right? Everything's through the phone. You want to, you want to know a calculation, whip out the calculator, right? It's like everything in your life is almost through this phone. Like, it seems like to me that this might be a bad experiment because it seems like there's a, there's a large dependency. Like if my dishwasher broke, I could just go wash things by hand. Like I'm not like dependent on my dishwasher. Like if, if my car broke, I could just go back to a bike. And I mean, would it suck? Absolutely. But I mean, I could still certainly have some sort of level of, of, it seems like if you if 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 you took away someone's phone, it would be severely life altering. Like think about how few things in your life would be completely altering, like as life altering as your phone. But your phone even beat out other pieces of technology. Like laptops used to be, like computers used to be like, you know, pretty useful. But now it seems to be all the phone. <laughs> While we're talking about social media. Look at what Austin's doing. <laughs> taking a selfie. No, he's taking a picture of the podcast. So I, I thought I thought it would be uh, I thought it would be ironic, and I was just about to share during that time you were talking, John. I was going to upload a photo of us doing the podcast to the social media. <laughs> so, but again, yeah, you know, only for work purposes. You know, only the, the exception applies here, right? I mean, it, it. You're right. It does never end. I mean, it's. Uh, but the goal is like. If you, I think if you, do you agree though? If you were to ask just any like random person, okay, well, you know, what's sort of like your mission, right? It seems like most people would say something along the lines of like, they want to have peace. They want to be happy. They want to be stress-free. They want to be, you know, clear, clear-headed. Um, they want to suffer less, right? Something you guys agree, like something along those lines. No, nobody says that. No. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, hold on, Amber. I'm not saying that they would use those exact words, but they would certainly like say something that would root back to that. 
Do you agree? I don't know, actually. I don't know. Well, no, but like, I'll give you an example. Like, if you ask someone, like, what's something that would make your life better? They'd be like, oh, I want to make more money. But, like, if you, oh, if, you okay, okay. if you root money back to, okay, they're actually just looking for more freedom. Why are they looking for freedom? Because they want to, like... Okay, okay, you know, okay. I'm with Right, you. I'm like, with I'm you. saying, I'm like, if you, like, draw lines back to, like, the root thing, it, it's... They want to, you know, have less suffering, be happier, whatever, right? Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Where does social media fit into that? Well, fitting in. The need to fit in. I mean, the the need to stay updated, the need to communicate, the need to. Oh, make but friendships. I wonder if those if those actually. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, you got to define. You got to define the foundations here. What are these? What are these roots? So you mentioned freedom, peace of mind. Well, I just like, like the like if there's like a like a. You know, if there's like at the top of a mountain, okay, and it's like peace. What are these virtues? Well, they're not necessarily virtues, but like, like if there's like, like just an ideal state of mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like because everyone can define that how they want. That's actually that's not actually important to the the point that I'm trying to make. But there's an ideal state of mind that I think most people have some sort of definition of. Okay. Do you think? social media is a stepping stone to that oh man that's good that's a good question i think the answer is clearly no yeah because i was gonna say like if you want to connect more with people you wouldn't actually use social media you'd invite people out for like a coffee and sit down with them. like certainly there's multiple routes to this ideal state of mind but a stepping stone, like just the, so we have a, at least a reasonable definition, would be something that would bring you closer. Yeah, yeah, I see. I or at least, if not bring you closer, at least bring you to somewhere where then you would then, you know, which I guess you could still argue would be bring you closer, but would, it would put you on the path to getting closer. Yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, well, I'm glad we're doing Sober October because. Yeah, I was going to say, Amber, we've been talking about you not being able to get rid of social media. Dude, It this, like, when this podcast comes out, you will have been without social media for four days. But, like, oh, but, no. but even, like, my example, like, like masturbation. <laughs> like, like, dude, like, this starts on October 1st. We're recording this on oh, the 27th, so for people that are hearing this on the, four, the 5th, I think. I actually yeah, will have are, to sit down tonight and think about what I just agreed to. I have to make a dude, plan to make this work. 31 days man like we're gonna see each other we're gonna see each other on the 23rd or the 24th of october in in bc and you will have been 23 days without social media at that point and you will now and then if any point you start to like slip up guess what john and i are there staring at you in your sleep as you reach for your phone but like i can't use my my social media for like half an hour like like i'm gonna well what i was trying to do earlier why but what would like Amber? Okay, you're going to be alive for hopefully another fifty or some some odd years, right? Yeah, yeah. Knocking on wood. Yeah. Okay, so like, can we just use fifty as an example? Okay, so fifty times by twelve months, and then but John, one I, I explained this to you. So we're talking about point zero zero one percent. So one one percent of a percent of your life. 
It seems hard to believe that like, like for example, if you didn't drink water for that amount of time, you would be dead. And it seems like you're putting social media in the same category as water. Like we're all like, we're all slaves to water, but we don't have a, a choice in the matter in the sense that like, that's a master that will kill you if you disobey. <laughs> I see. Man, oh my God. Whereas, if you escape the master of social media, it seems like it's just like, it's all glory from there. Like, it, like you are just way better off not, not serving that, that master. Oh. Yeah. It's gonna be crazy, man. It's 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 gonna be a very uncomfortable one. I don't know. I'm I'm really curious. I'm really curious about. Well, so uh, for those of you listening to this podcast, Ammer's four days in. So if you want to hear the version of Ammer, who's currently face down on his desk trying to understand the complexity <laughs> of what is going to well, Ammer, go what's on the here. emotion you're going through um, right now? I'm just curious. DM him. Ask him what he's doing. Yeah. DM me where? I don't have social media. What are you talking about? Withdrawal. Uh, no, it's just this. Oh. It just seems like such a dumb idea. It's the benefits seem so. Well, Ammer, but but small. so if it's such a dumb idea, there would have to be a smart I reason as to why you would continue doing social media, right? I'm serious. This entire time, I've been waiting for some sort of counter argument. Ammer, hit me up, dude. You, you're the ma- You should be like. I mean, it'd be hard to believe that there would be someone that would have a higher level of mastery of social media than you. No, no, there are. They, they exist. Well, no, okay, but it's, it's okay. it seems like they're... Okay, educate mm-hmm. me. What is the I game know, of social man. media? Like, you said it was a game. What is the game? Explain the game to me. Walk me through the tactics. Walk me through the strategies. There's like a loop, you know? There's a loop. There's a social media loop. First you open Facebook, check your notifications. Then you open up Messenger. And you open up Instagram, then you check Snapchat, and then you... Amber, I, then, I would recommend not going it. down this road. This is not going to fare well for you for as, as, a, as, a, as a... No, 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 no. No, there said. isn't. That's why I'm so as quiet. As your advisor in the matter, I would... Okay, I, okay. No, no, but that's, that's why I'm so quiet. It's because there is no good reason. I'm just afraid of all the withdrawal. Well, for... And I'm going to film my withdrawal, too. For those of you that are going to be joining up to our... Well, for those of you that are going to... Jo- and you're going to post on social media. Yeah. No, but uh, think for about those this. of you that are going to join us in our uh, BC meetup where we're going to meet people who listen to the podcast on in Western Canada, you're going to see the version of Ammer that's without social media for 23 days. So maybe it'll be a different person. I think know? I should maybe take a, be... a daily video diary of what I'm ex- like feeling throughout the day. Oh, 100%. 100%. Do that. 30 days with no social Here's media. Here's one that I find really interesting. Oh so like, God. you know, if, if you... Like if you, oh, um, if you previously, okay, if you wanted to tell someone you got a job, right, you would have to like go way out of your way to like let them know, right? Like if someone lived in your house and you got home, you're like, how was your day? Like, oh, I got a, I got a new job. It's like, oh, sweet, right? Good for you, man. Like, oh, that's awesome. What kind of job is it? Blah, 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 right? Or you maybe like would go out for coffee with a friend and like catch up, right? And be like, oh, how's things? Oh, I got a new job. Oh, great. But like. Imagine I just phoned you up, Austin, out of the blue. And you're like, hey, John, what's up, man? I'm like, hey, Austin, I'm proud to announce 
that I've accepted such and such. <laughs> you, at the end of the thing, you'd be like, <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, the fuck did you just say? And then I'd be like, do you check your email? And you'd be like, what? And then you like open up your email and there's a photo of me in my suit. And you're like, No, no. So this is no, but hold on. That's like going back like you just like a decade. So then you go back like 30 years and oh my God. it's like, so like you would like go to your mailbox and you'd get like a letter from like from John. You'd be like, oh, what the fuck's this? And you'd like open it up and it's like, I'm proud to announce. <laughs> and there would be like a photo of me like, like, like sticky glue, like, you you know, like, just, like glue stick. You just mailed it out to everybody, you know, like I need yeah, to tell everybody that like, I got this It would cost you job. like, yeah, if you wanted to send it to like, I don't know, like like 20 of your closest it cost you like 20 dollars in stamps so, so is it worth funny. like 20 like, bucks to like i've never even thought about it like all the posts if i scroll through my social media okay and if i look at everything i've posted and imagine myself like taking the time to like print this stuff out and mail it to everybody that's that follows me i'd have to like you know i have to be like okay like this was a great year talking about my business i'd like you know, but there's some things though that like dog, people do post. You know, like, yeah, like, can you imagine? Like, I like, if like, I, like if I went to go check my mail and it was like Austin sending me a dog photo, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, although funny enough, um, <laughs> people actually used to do that though. Like, like my grandmother has like photos of like dogs, like, and, like because like she would like take a photo and go and print right. it off at Walmart, right? Right. But imagine if your grandmother got that from like her good friend. My that, grandmother still fun. does this, by the way. Like my grandmother will literally send me like just a card with a photo of her and she'll be like, hey, how you doing? That's awesome. Yeah. But like it makes me so because it makes me feel special, right? Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's it's great when you get a, when a letter. But um, I was going to say, oh, yeah. So but you know, it's fun. OK. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Just to make this point, like just to kind of hit the absurdity on the head here is that you just said something, John, I want to just kind of reverse for how crazy it is with social media now. You said when your grandmother sends you the letter, you feel special, right? Now, what social media has done, in essence, is giving your grandmother a platform to share it with, like, thousands more people than you to make her feel special. Right, because now interesting. If I po- so a letter if used I to be post making something, the other person feel special. Yes. Oh, yes. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, but now. Wow. But dude, now, that's so interesting. Yeah, I've never thought about that way. You used to take the time because you think about it. If you pay, if you it's make a for post, the other it's person, all about you. Whereas I used to you, get the same thing from my great grandmother. Dude, I, get I never the thought of that way. No, because you think yeah. about it. If you're and gonna write a letter. Mm-hmm. Well, I was gonna say if you're gonna write a letter, like. Y- to one person and take in mind you also have to rewrite like you like like if i sent you austin a yeah. thing saying i got a job like i would have to write that to you then i have to go write another letter yeah. to dude you know what yeah, yeah from yeah. now on no relax hold on before you can please <laughs> think this through well because you're feeling some some you know happy emotions here so don't write your emotions no no, no. this here. is this is this is unemotional time. john here okay 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 this is a similar uh to that quote that's like, don't ever break the silence or only speak if you can improve upon the silence. Mm-hmm. Yes. Great yes. quote. Yeah. Or it's essentially don't speak if you don't have anything valuable to say is kind of the variation of that. Yeah. But, but I like the, the framing of 
don't only speak if you can improve upon the silence as in like the silence is totally acceptable right because like, so because there is some things that you could maybe put like put into the public that like i'm glad like so for example i'm glad that the canadian government can click one button and every single one of us that has a cell phone or an email instantly gets a text message saying hey here's an amber alert there's a child missing mm-hmm. okay i'm glad that it no mm-hmm. longer takes seven days in the mail for all of us to get a photo of a missing child right so that's mm-hmm. like i'm glad that's improved i'm not glad that some person i don't know all of a sudden now can just post their ass across this the webs <laughs> Like before, you used to have to work for that. Like before, you'd have to like before dude, you'd have to be like, oh, get, dude, yeah. Before yeah, you'd yeah. have to be like, oh man, hey, like you, like if Austin and I were friends, I'd be like, hey, Austin, oh dude, God. there's just one Here's Starbucks a photo downtown. Of my ass. No, 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 no. Yeah, oh, dude, I can go on so many things, but no, no. Before you'd have to be like, hey, Austin, like if you're ever gonna go to Starbucks, go to the Starbucks downtown because usually Tuesday mornings there's this smoking chick that comes there, right? right. Now. She she has a social media yeah. where she she already yeah, posts yeah, yeah. all her she already posts her ass on oh, there. Oh, it's it's actually just no, no, the, out Austin, of control. This is my favorite like, one though. What, okay, what so posted, you know the guys who post yes. like photos in a mirror with their muscles yes. like they're all flexing. Could yep. you imagine sending that to your bro? Like you like you like because you you take the photo, <laughs> you go down to Walmart, you print off thirty copies and spend like thirty dollars. You go home. You I mean hell you pick up. 30 envelopes, 30 stamps. You go down, you write a letter or whatever. I mean, hell, maybe you're maybe you're just like no no maybe no description. You're going to do like no description. You're only going to send the photo, okay? <laughs> you you open up 30 envelopes, pop 30 photos in each of these envelopes or one photo of each envelope, stamp it, go down to the um to the office. I mean, this is like a 3-hour ordeal, okay? And you send it off and you send yourself, "Wow." Um, dude, and here's the thing too: you get you get no gratification because it's like no, res- a, no like response. a week later, one person writes back, "Cool, man." Dude, the amount of dick pics sent will just drop dramatically. That's what happens in that scenario. No, so maybe maybe right a life lesson do is don't post it unless you would go down, print it off, put it in an envelope, and send it. That's a good rule. That's a good rule. Don't post. Uh, uh, you know, to only make a post that has writing if you would write it in a letter format to the person you're addressing yeah. it to. Because Ryan Holiday that- would still pass this test, right? Like when Ryan Holiday posts a tweet and it's like a Socrates quote, dude, if I like, if I went down to my mailbox right now and Ryan Holiday sent me a Socrates quote, I'd be like, dude, what? Sweet. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. There is a book that I read in one of my philosophy classes. It was called The Medium is the Massage. And it's a play on word, play on words around the medium is the message. And it talks about how Mm. with the use of technology, the type of medium that you use usually is the message itself. So no wonder receiving a handwritten copy of mail makes you feel good. No, it makes you feel good because somebody oh, if took it was their up, time. Yeah, I'm thinking of it's of the like. Well, because there's a cost associated. Like you know the cost associated with someone sending yeah. a letter. They spent money on but, the stamp. They wrote the letter. Exactly. Like Christmas cards, for example, the e Christmas cards, dude, they mean nothing. If I get an email 
from my de- like from my dentist saying happy like you know Merry Christmas and it's like an email means nothing to me, right? Hmm. Whereas if I go to my mailbox and my financial advisor sent me a handwritten letter saying, "Hey John, yes, great doing business with you this year." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so yeah. but if you even think about it, if somebody texts you versus sending you a Facebook message, it's two different. It's like an entire different world. If you get the same sentence, and I and I text it to John, uh, and then Snapchat it to him, two different worlds. And so the book just explores that concept of how social media introduced these weird mediums. What does it mean when someone uh, WhatsApps you? No, it just means it just feels differently. It just means different things. Like it, it means different for different people. But that's the whole point: is that technology just makes. It distorts what what wants to be said, right? So it's a great book. I highly recommend it. Marsha McLuhan, Marsha McLuhan, uh, the medium is the massage. Um. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty cool. He, I'll give you the summary here. He argues that technologies from clothing to the wheel to the book and beyond are the messages, rather than the content of the communication. I'll have to read that book. That sounds interesting. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I Honestly, I, I'm going to document myself. I think I'm going to go through severe withdrawal. I think one of the things I'm going to start coming up against is what the heck I'm gonna, am I going to be doing when eating? Well, it um, makes you I'm, think I'm, how many people are just simply addicted to social media. Do you think social media, Austin, mm-hmm. do you think social yes. media will fall into the same, will, will sort of have the same timeline as smoking when so many people smoked and then we all wow, that's a good realized question. afterwards what no, the hell were we so. thinking no i think that uh there won't be like in like in 30 years there won't be like three people still using social media uh there may be but it. i don't Although think it'll be because smoking of like a, is a, is a realization a yeah i i don't think yeah you're right smoking is fairly independent even though it is a bit of a social norm when you are a smoker two or three smokers. people though yeah so I think that it's possible that people aren't using social media in the next like like if there's only one years, person on Facebook, uh, no one it wouldn't however, exist. However, I don't think it'll be because of like people realizing how toxic it is to you. Yeah, I know, uh, but I'm just saying Ooh. that I don't think that there will be like this, you know, um, public health mandate, or not mandate, but like you know what I mean. That the, the, there won't be any like, oh wow, have you ever realized that social media is terrible for you and you need to stop uh just like there was why not i just don't think it'll be something that's very uh i think that the way Ammer was trying to you know take that side and defend its usage i don't think that there will be uh i I think there will be a lot of people in line with what Ammer was saying you know I, i don't see what's wrong with it it's a way to stay connected it may fall into the same category as alcohol and like candy where oh man i miss candy so much dude remember remember that one podcast where you guys are like you're not allowed to finish that anime do you know how many times a week i think about that anime and how it is gonna end i haven't been on youtube in like five months (laughs) (laughs) wow that's actually amazing i'm proud of you for that that's huge thank you man i've been on facebook video but i haven't been on youtube so still consuming video content but not the content that i actually like yeah I just watch a lot of stand-up comedy now, but That's good. man, I want to finish stand-up that anime so bad. 
I want to finish that so bad. Like, it's one of the best <laughs> animes of all time. And I don't know how it ends. And it was, like, right before a big boss battle. You guys Dude, if you if you started that machine going again, Amory, we wouldn't see you. You wouldn't make it to BC. You'd be locked in a chamber <laughs> of anime. Dude, it's insane. Okay, uh, with this, though, let's go to Whack versus Wisdom, because I know we had a yeah. good one lined up for today. Hey listeners, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of The Weekly Call. We just have a quick yet very important message for all of you. The three of us are currently actively in pursuit to find young, ambitious, and like-minded people that are interested in business management and business ownership roles. Roles that three to five years ago put Austin, Ammer, and John in a place where they could learn, grow, and optimize their discipline and habits. These positions are available all across Canada. So it doesn't matter if you're in Victoria, British Columbia, or St. John's, Newfoundland there is an opportunity where you are located. If you are interested in working directly with Amher, Austin, and John and learning what it takes to run an efficient and scalable business, please drop us a line at theweeklycallpod at gmail.com, all one word, for more information. Now back to this episode of The Weekly Call. Let's talk, let's talk about some whack stuff. So John, last episode, wanted to provide an opportunity for uh, a good rap song to be played and so i present you his choice by the way i didn't pick this this time ladies and gentlemen we're probably gonna get copyrighted so hard going up against this guy but this is jay-z and this is a hard knock life and there are uh two paragraphs that that john wants us to that he, that he wants to to read but um Let's uh let me just play it for you. Let me just skip a little bit here and uh see what you guys think. Here we go. To drive us some of the hottest cars New York has ever seen. For dropping some of the hottest verses rappers ever heard. From the dope spot with the smoke block, clinging the murder scene. You know me well from nightmares of a lonely cell. My only hell was since when y'all niggas know me to fail. Fuck nah, we all my niggas with the rubber grips. Or shots. And if you with me, mama, rubbing your tits and whatnot. I'm from the school of the hard knocks. We must not let outsiders violate our blocks. And my block, let's stick up the world and split it 50-50. Uh-huh. Let's take the dough and stay real jiggy. Uh-huh. Let's sip the Chris and get pissy-pissy. Flow infinitely like the memory of my nigga Biggie. Baby, you know it's hell when I come through. The life and times of Sean Carter, nigga, volume two. Y'all niggas get ready. So that's the one one of the passages, and um, I'm not gonna play the second part. But uh, John, if you'd go ahead and read both paragraphs here. Okay, so here's the first paragraph: From standing on the corners, bopping to driving some of the hottest cars New York has ever seen, from dropping some of the hottest verses rap has ever heard, from the dope spot with the smoke Glock, fleeing the murder scene. You know me well. From nightmares of a lonely cell, my only hell. But since when y'all N-words know me to fail, fuck nah, wear all my N-words with the rubber grips, bust shots, and if you know, or if you with me, mom, I rub on your tits and whatnot. I'm from the school of hard knocks, we must not. Let outsiders viol violate our blocks and my plot. Let's stick up the world and split it 50 50 uh-huh let's take the dough and stay real jiggy uh-huh 
and sip the Chris and get pissy pissy, float infinitely like the memory of my N-word biggie, baby. You know it's hell when I come through, the life and times of Sean Carter, N-word volume two, y'all N-words get ready. Mm. So that's the first one. This is actually the paragraph I was more that I like. I don't know how to sleep. I got to eat. Stay up. Stay on my toes. Got a lot of beef. So logically, I prey on my foes. Hustling still inside of me. And as far as progress, you'd be hard pressed to find another rapper hot as me. I gave you prophecy on my first joint and y'all lamed out. Didn't really appreciate it till the second one came out. So I stretched the game out. X'd your name out. Put Jigga on top and drop albums nonstop. For you, for you, N word. Boom. Do you want to comment on this? There's why'd you choose this? Why'd you choose there's this song? Some value in it. I mean, mm. like in the same way that like if you wanted to drink water, I mean, certainly you could like pee in a cup, put a little bit of water <laughs> in it, and drink it. Okay. <laughs> there's value in it. Where do you come up with these analogies? What the hell? Anyways, yeah. Was that a bad analogy? Anyway. That's a terrible analogy. I don't want to imagine that. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> okay, well, I thought it was a good analogy. Um, <laughs> you can say alcohol, pour some alcohol and, and water it down. Yeah, okay. If, well, but... but Anyways, go, okay. ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Either way, there definitely does seem to be an aspect of he's understanding that he's come from nothing and he has something and he wants to keep that hustle alive and... He he doesn't know how to sleep because he's clearly working so hard. Um, he took the feedback from his first album and realized that people didn't appreciate it, but then he still had the wherewithal to go out and actually go and produce that second one and, uh, and, and, and try and do it even better, right? Um, he also reflected clearly on his time in prison and, and, and realized it was a hell and that he didn't want to go back there. So there's definitely some... You can see that this whoever wrote this, obviously Jay Z, learned his lessons, okay, and he clearly had hustle. So he actually didn't write this song, but yeah. Oh, interesting. There's four people that wrote this song. Either way, Charles Strauss, uh, Mark, Mark James. I'm sure he influenced it. This is maybe why Jay Z is not only successful, but has continued to be successful for a very long time. This book, or sorry, this this released in 1998. I'm really fascinated to see if. Whoever did the song WAP or WAP will have the same <laughs> lasting success. I'm curious. That is a great Let's question. see if there's correlation between the the value you can derive from a song and the success or the long lasting success of the person who sings it. Mm. Okay, awesome. Hit us with the, the more wise of this song hold on I actually lost where I was let's see there was actually a Sorry. really I always find this cool though There's like four songwriters like you got Charles Mark Martin and Sean like the whitest guys who wrote this song <laughs> well his name's Sean too right Jay-Z yeah Sean Carter oh, really yeah that was Sean Carter is that really his name yeah that was Sean Carter Sean Carter yeah I didn't even know that yeah Sean Damn. Carter Okay, either way, um, actually, I have to just turn a light on. I didn't realize how freaking dark it is in here. It's crazy. Okay. Okay. Crazy. Sun Tzu said, In the practical art of war, 
The best thing of all is to take the enemy's country whole and intact. To shatter and destroy it is not so good. So too, it is better to recapture an entire army than to destroy it. To capture a regiment, a detachment, or an entire or a company entire than to destroy them. Hence, to fight and conquer in all your battles is not supreme excellence. Rather, supreme excellence consists in breaking the enemy's resistance without fighting. Okay, how can somebody in 2020 get value from that? Yeah, so a really common, I think the like a, a really good application of, of that part of the art of war is the way that you try and have conversations with people who have opposing views as yourself. So it seems like the most common strategy is to just go bull rush in there and try and prove the person wrong and completely dismantle them and just completely humiliate them in whether it's in front of others or even just if it's just you and them right and that would be the annihilation approach to just try and completely ruin them right and according to sun tzu that's not actually the approach that you'd want to have the um proper strategy of actually dismantling the enemy without resistance as soon as you attack someone's position they of course get defensive but what if they never see you as an enemy and that's what he's talking about Mm. capture the entire person right even if you prove someone wrong through the aggressive approach you've now developed an enemy you've now developed someone who is not on your side so even if you've changed their mind they won't let you know how many times have you had a conversation with someone where after you've completely proved them wrong, they said to you, wow, Ammer, thank you so much every, for saying everything <laughs> I held in my beliefs was wrong. And I'm so glad that you set me straight because, yeah, I'm just going to completely change my mind. Thank you so much for letting me know. It never happens, right? They get resistant. They get defensive. And this is just common amongst all humans, right? It's, it's not the correct approach. So facts, that's, facts. I don't know. I think that would be a reasonable um, application of that law. That's awesome. Yeah, well, we're running on, uh, we're just over an hour and a half here. Um, Do you guys have any other burning things you want to get to? Yeah, I'd like to, for my sake, add in a slight addendum to my Sober October challenge and add in the restraint of social media. Because I feel as though I would be, uh, my tendency when I'm eating really clean, working out every day and not drinking would be to fill that form of void with something otherwise stimulating right so mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i think it would kind of be a bit i i would likely end up using social media more which is not the goal of this at all so yeah. i'm gonna do <clears throat> it's only available to me uh for 15 minutes a day and that's a reduction of 95 percent so uh 15 minutes a day that's insane yeah it's another uh, example. 95% or 90%. Yeah. It's, it's another example of it's, you know, I always used to think it was what you would add to your life that would make it so much better. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but it's away. actually yeah. what you take away. Yeah. 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 Like that, um, that's a common question actually that I get. People ask me like, you know, how did you, you know, do what you did kind of thing? How did you achieve your level of success? As in like, what did you add to it? Mm-mm. But it's actually the things that I stopped doing that made me more successful. Certainly there was things I added, but... Yeah, yeah. Like stopping smoking 
was a huge step for me, right? I can't imagine you just sitting there hacking bogeys. Yeah, I, I would have loved for, for you guys to see that. I, yeah, I used to smoke a pack a day. <laughs> That's insane. Every single morning I'd wake up and, yeah. Thank you for calling StudentWorks. This is John Morgan. What do you need? <laughs> none of my, it's interesting, none of my clients knew that I smoked or anything like that. I was, yeah. <laughs> just imagine you sitting in your chair, reading Sun Tzu, smoking, smoking a cigarette. This was, this was just, pre-Art of War. No, 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 but like, it's just so hypocrit- hypocritical, you know? I find it. Yeah. I guess, is this what social media is? Well, I, I think it's I, definitely something that we here? need to take with extreme caution when we use it. It's scary, man. It is. Well, I mean, I, I really enjoy it. I honestly do not think that the uh, like the platform itself harms me. I only think that the amount that I use it is detrimental to me. Well, is that really the case even? A cigarette a week is still pretty bad. No, I'm not saying... I think you guys are misunderstanding me. I'm saying that, like, I, it, it's definitely really important, very, very important, to moderate the amount and frequency that I use it. However, I do find it very helpful to stay in touch with people primarily that I don't get to see very often. Like, my friends and I, a group of eight guys, talk every single day via these multiple group chats. That Is that a good thing? On. I think for the the sake of that, I think that that has a positive impact on me. Yes. But but like not anything else, right? Like not scrolling through bullshit of other people or you know what I mean? Like there's a the the vast majority of this is negative. However, I do think there are a small group of things on social media that are beneficial to my well-being, I think. Mm. And... I need to correct the amount that I use it significantly, hence my change to my Sober October challenge. And yeah, I think that if I didn't have that in my life where I couldn't reach out to my friends every day and talk to them and share a laugh or two about whatever we're talking about, that I would be worse off if I didn't have that. Well, here's here's another thing that maybe I just want to, we can just sort of kind of maybe go down the wrap up route, but Back to that quote of rather than seeking to impress, be impressive. Social media seems to have seems to have tainted becoming impressive. Because you no longer actually need to be impressive. You can just simply make oh, it no. appear as if you're impressive, which is the impress part, right? Social media is merely to impress. And the fact that people are spending their time trying to impress just logically means that they're spending less time becoming impressive. Mm. John, I 100% wholeheartedly agree with you. I think that social media has had an impact on myself I can see in that way that I'm also now have the lens of how can I be impressive? How can I, um, how can I try to impress people? And the fact that that energy is being spent there not just making myself more impressive, objectively speaking, is bad. But here's the interesting thing. Here's the dilemma. 
So let's say that I just go get off all the social media, right? Just go back to running my painting business. And just yeah, you can't be as impressive. <laughs> no, no, but I, I go Is and do all those dilemma? things, right? No, no, but yeah. okay. I do all those things. I go become, you know, yeah. run a solid business. I grow my revenue. I invest my money. I, yeah. you know, I retire at 32. Trish and I go, you know, travel the world, right? And, uh, you know, we do that. And we live a fabulous life, you know, do all the things we want to do. And then we die. Fabulous. Who would know about it? No one. Which is fine. But there's sort of a double-edged sword that, like, if you want to actually try and improve the world... You have to share. Yeah. Well, or someone has to share about it. Like, if you, for example, if you find someone who's impressed... Like, for example, um, Marcus Aurelius is the most, I think, in my opinion, the, the greatest example of not seeking to impress, but rather just being impressive. Yeah. Our only book of him was not even published by him. Like, it was his journal. Like... He didn't even want it published. Well, no, it wasn't even, he didn't even want it published. It wasn't even an option. I mean, mm, like, yeah. they didn't even have printing presses. Like, there wasn't, there was no, like, you could publish a book, but I mean, not really. I mean, you had to, like, it was tablets. I mean, this is, we're talking, I mean, this is not a, this is, I mean, there was obviously writing, but this is not a, this is not a time where books were being mass, you know, printed and go, thrown across the, the world. I mean, this is not, <laughs> yeah. so. The, the Guten Press was was the Gutenberg press I think was invented in 1550 something like that. Yeah, yeah, this, so this is 1500 years before that. I know. Right? Yeah. So we're, you know, so that's just so like it, that's impressive. Right? Mm. The fact that he spent the time to reflect on his life knowing that or I mean not knowing but thinking that he was the only one that was going to see it. Mm. So that's awesome. I know. I think that's just so beautiful, right? I mean, what if you were to live your life as if no one would know what you were doing? You just did it. You because- know what's the perfect example of this? Tony Robbins, in every interview, in all every single one of his books, and almost every other podcast, talks about a moment in his life that changed him just like that. It was Thanksgiving. He taught. He told the story so many times. You guys probably, you know, of the guy he gave his last twenty bucks or whatever. No, 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 it's like Thanksgiving, and they didn't know what they wanted to eat. And he like asked his dad, you know, little baby oh, Tony. Yes. He was like asking his dad, like, "What are we gonna eat?" He's like, "Don't worry about it. Like, we'll figure it out. Something will happen." And he was like trying to figure stuff out. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, like the family's going through a fight. Like they're all hungry. They're probably not gonna eat during Thanksgiving. All of a sudden, doorbell rings. And there's this man at the door, and the man is holding like a bunch of food, and. The man knew like his dad and, and he just came up to him and he said, hey, I know you guys going through stuff. I thought I'd bring you some food. Happy Thanksgiving. And then the dad was like, we're not taking your food. I'd rather go hungry than accept anything from anybody. And, you know, the man talked to Tony's dad and actually rationalized him that, hey, you know what? When you're back up on your feet, you can pay me back. But Tony always talks about this guy who knocks on his door on Thanksgiving and Tony made a decision that moment in his life that he was never going to be in a position like that of scarcity. And at that moment, he, he sought to be like that man. And I think that sums up perfectly where that man's story is being told to millions and millions of people just because he didn't seek to impress. He just was an impressive person. Mm, yeah, okay. And so any other closing thoughts, gentlemen? That was mine. I absolutely love this, guys. I think that... Um 
this is a valuable conversation, I think, for a lot of people to hear. I, I find it rare to meet somebody who doesn't have social media. And when I do, I always am very intrigued by them. I, and I think that people overwhelmingly use social media in excess. And I hope that this conversation was able to provide some insight and perspective on what all of the trickle-down impacts of that are. And, you know, yeah. you're coming from Austin and Ammer here who use it a lot. You know, like, we're not sitting here criticizing you, I'm judging so you. Well, hold on. I just want to make sure that we all... Even just the limited use that I had, because I was coming from a baseline of essentially zero, even just the hours. slight introduction of social media into my life through LinkedIn and YouTube was a significant it was it was so noticeable that like I said to Trish I'm like something's not right like I couldn't like I thought maybe I like I thought maybe like I had gotten drugged or like maybe like I thought maybe like there was like no I'm no I'm not no 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 Austin I'm not kidding no I I, I I get that that it had an impact on you but I wouldn't say so far that you got drugged no Austin I'm dead (laughs) serious a little bit far you use LinkedIn for four hours a week and now you're on cocaine like come on no well he thought he got drugged I thought maybe like there was like I thought maybe I had a bad batch of like protein powder that I was eating. Like I, no, I'm serious. Cause like, I was like, I was no, no, I like, believe it. I know. I know. Well, you guys are laughing, but, um, I thought maybe the new vitamins that I opened, like I thought maybe one of them was like, you know, like maybe there was a misbatch where like the vitamin, like, I don't know, a was like through the roof. Like I was getting like nine, you know, million milligrams of, I, I thought something was wrong. I was like, this something like, like I feel so different. Like when I was even meditating, I was like, wow, like this is like a different state. Hmm. There you go. I mean, it's still, it's still, it's still. I mean, plausible. that is that is abundantly ex- like that is so e- extreme, and I get that there was an impact on you that you felt different, and I completely understand that. No, However, but I think that, but I don't think that people notice <laughs> this because they're so used to, they're so in the habit. Like for example, when exactly. I stopped smoking, it was similar. It was like, whoa. Sure. Yeah. Like it was yeah. mind blowing, the difference. Like I mean, put it this way. Now that I'm not smoking, I, when I think back to my days when I was smoking, it was, it, it's just mind blowing to me how I operated at all with the smoking, right? So right. I'd be fascinated to, to see what happens if people stop and they pull back from the social media. Mm. Right. Maybe, it'll, it'll, yeah. maybe it'll be the difference between I get, I get being the, yeah, high it's, on it's marijuana to... and being sober, right? Yeah, there's a phenomenon in psychology about it's called the just noticeable difference, and uh, in terms of it, the, the example that's always given is how many pennies need to be different in the two bags that you're holding for you to realize how that there's a different amount in them, like or how many grains of salt difference? before it becomes yeah, a pile. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so what you realize is that you know across domains and across individuals, obviously that just noticeable difference threshold becomes highly subjective so um yeah i think that from my point of view john that sounds a bit exaggerated however but i also live a pretty extreme life so i know like like as in like i'm like i have like coming from zero to like yeah no if my mom started where i was going with this john was that i agree with you like i i I see what you're saying now i I didn't think you're disagreeing like for example if my mom started playing video games tomorrow i bet she'd get instant headaches because she's not Mm -hmm. used to having the screen in her face all the time right yeah. Like Trish is actually going through that right now because Trisha and I really don't spend a lot of time in front of like we don't watch TV we we don't like we don't watch Netflix on our like we don't use screens really right and our phones I mean it's quite a ways away 
just even now using the the laptop, it, it's it's a big change for her. So she's getting you know more headaches. Whereas maybe someone like Ammer, who you know spends a lot more time in front of a computer, you know whether it be through creating websites or doing consulting stuff or whatever, maybe he's more acclimatized to a laptop. So if he spent an additional hour on his laptop, I don't Ammer like. Yeah, like it wouldn't be a big deal yeah, to you, right? No, yeah. Whereas no way, no, Trisha no way. going on her laptop for just a few more hours is like, it's like it. It she has to go get she wants to go get special glasses now, like blue light glasses, because she just can't handle the the screen. Whereas, you know, Aust or Amber used to play video games, and I used to play video games as well. So like, when I um, you know, if I didn't play video games for like two weeks or something like that, like maybe over Christmas holidays, when I went back to playing video games. There was a, like you know there would be an ad- a phase there where I had to adapt. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, seek to be impressive. Yes. Not to impress. Thank you for listening to another awesome episode of the Weekly Call. We love you all. We'll talk to you next week. See you guys. Hey listeners, thanks so much for tuning in this week. As usual, you can find us on Instagram at the Weekly Call Pod or through email at theweeklycallpod at gmail.com for any questions or comments about any of our material and just to kind of pick our brain or even challenge us on a few things we said today. The intro and outro music was brought to you today by William Scott Thompson. You can find him on Spotify under that name. He has a lot of other great material on there that you can go listen to as well. Thanks so much for tuning in this week, guys. We'll see you soon.